0: They didn't let me. I did it again, so I'm gonna let them. Oh my baby They didn't let me love you down. Usher bringing us the Super Bowl here, the Super Bowl halftime show, Super Bowl 58. What's the. The greatest performance that you've seen, or what performer would you like to see in Super Bowl Fifty Nine next year in New Orleans? So that'll be something that we definitely would love to hear from you in our WNSP Sound of Mobile app for sure. And I know our our next guest, Jason Aponte from Niners Nation. It's been Three weeks to where at times the 49ers fans have had to bite their fingernails. But I know this much. You get to the big show, anything can happen. And Coach Shanahan, he's not he's not looking back. He's looking forward, even though he remembers what happened. He wants to write his own history. And Jason, coming into Super Bowl 58, the chances that the Niners are given, they're one-and-a-half-point favorites According to Vegas, going into this game, how you feel about that?
1: Um, I mean, the lines moved a little bit. It was two and a half um, to. I think um, a lot of the smart money has been coming in on the Chiefs, and I think it's it's really hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. But that's probably the the line movement. Um, in terms of favorites, this is very much a a pick 'em game. You know, while the Forty ers have the better roster, um, the Chiefs do have the one thing that can offset a uh, uh, you know a roster being a little bit behind, and that's Patrick Mahomes. So I think I think that's about fair.
0: Yeah, and you're talking about being fair. You look at Kyle Shanahan learning from his dad, Mike Shanahan, and not too often do you see rematches of Super Bowls, but for 49ers fans, I know they haven't forgotten the way, and even Mobile's own Jimmy Ward, who was on that first Super Bowl team that played the Chiefs, having an opportunity there to get that payback, what would it mean to Niners Nation to, to get that payback?
1: I mean, it would mean everything. It would, it would push uh, Kyle Shanahan into a discussion that is just above being, you know, just one of the good head coaches or one of the great head coaches in the league. Um, the last narrative that needs to be busted is winning the big one. And he's, you know, come back and he's had, you know, two comeback victories and he's done it, you know you know, in a way that he is not used to. But the last thing to do is to win this one, which will put him in the discussion of, okay, now we start to get into the discussion of, you know, he's already got eight playoff wins, which is more than like Mike Tomlin. And, and like, where are you in terms of the, the head coaching pecking order um, of all time? And and the one thing that he's missing is that Super Bowl and he can have it in 60 minutes.
2: Everybody talks about how, you know, the Niners, they've got the better roster there and the Chiefs, their roster is a little lackluster, but seems like everyone you talk to, they just always say, ah, you know, the Niners are better, but I can't, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Do you – how does that make you feel when people say that? Does it kind of discredit everything that the Niners have done, or does it kind of discredit everything that the rest of that Chiefs roster does other than Patrick Mahomes? I don't
1: think so. I think it's the ultimate respect. I mean, literally, we're coming off of an era where Tom Brady was going to be in every single um, AFC championship or Super Bowl, and you get this Mahomes guy in here, and it's literally a repeat of that. So I think it's the ultimate respect more than anything. Um, There's only two quarterbacks who have been able to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. One of them is Tom Brady, and the other is Joe Burrow. Um, And Tom Brady did it with the New England Patriots and the Tampa Bay Bucks. So I think it's because... You know, when you, you don't see something very often, it's hard to predict that. And I think you go with the constant. You know, I, I, I'm i old enough to remember Michael Jordan, but I don't remember a time where people thought any time, even when the Bulls, were, you know, won 70 games and such. So they felt like, oh, well, I don't know if Mike's got it this year. You know, you, you kind of just go with what you know.
0: That's all right to go with what you know. The 49ers know that they had a guy named Montana and Young that won them a lot of their fair share of Super Bowls becoming one of the most dominant franchises before the Patriots and Tom Brady arrived. And speaking of a a dominant player, you you look last night at the NFL Awards, someone that was here a week and a half ago at the Reese's Senior Bowl and Patrick Willis, one of not only the 75th anniversary players here in the Reese's Senior Bowl, but also – now wearing that gold jacket a hall of famer i know will he be giving the club any type of pep talk as he is enshrined into the hall of fame coming up i
1: mean it would be just perfect for 49er fans you know christian mccaffrey wins offensive player of the year uh patrick willis finally gets in which i you know like i'm not trying to discredit the the people that do the voting but there's no reason that patrick willis should have been uh, on the ballot three times um, uh, you know first ballot is you know it's subjective I would I obviously am biased I would have but yeah it would just be perfect for for the 49ers right Christian McCaffrey wins that award Patrick Willis is in one last award the 49ers have to get this weekend and you know if there's anybody who would uh, be able to talk about that it's somebody who's been to the game who has dominated that much and and I think is somebody who 49 ers fans you know, we were ready to storm, you know, storm Canton if if he didn't get in, uh, feel passionate about. So I I would love to see Patrick Willis lead them out the tunnel, or, or you know, give us some good
2: words. What do the 49ers need to do to limit Patrick Mahomes from taking over this game and giving the Chiefs a win?
1: Yeah, it's it, it's fairly simple, and I think this sounds like you know a, a formula to win every single game. It's run the football, you know, play ball control. Um, and limit the, the amount of possessions that you're going to give him um, you know you don't want him to get comfortable because i i really compare patrick mahomes to uh, like a steph curry so steph curry you know could be down for three quarters but you know he's gonna make a run right like you know that if you have a 10 point lead that's just two three-pointers and an and one um you know that that makes it nine now and you know that's kind of coming so you you want to make sure that he's he's off the field because, you know, when he's not on the field is when he can't hurt you. So, yeah, ball control, run the football, um, you know, limit the amount of time that he has the football, keep your defense fresh, and uh, make that make that defense uh, make a stop uh, because he's not going to be able to do it alone if the defense isn't doing anything.
0: How healthy is George Kittle? I, I know that I played audio of him a couple of days ago of him saying in the last Super Bowl loss, if I ever get back here again, I'm going to make them pay. I'm going to make whoever it is pay. And it was kind of an ominous warning of himself predicting that the 49ers were going to be back. And now that they are back, what kind of factor and what kind of profit can he be made into?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, he was limited, I think, the entire week uh, with a toe injury, but uh, I, there's no way he's not playing in this game. And I, I do think there's a big opportunity for him in this game. We talk about running the football, but if he's able to get one-on-one against linebackers um, and the 49ers are able to spread them out, uh, he could be a big factor. And, uh, you know, his his uh, receiving prop is a little low, I think. I believe it's 50 50- and a half. Um I you know, obviously this isn't a betting show and I'm not sure that you can in um Alabama, but uh, that's an easy over. Yeah, we, we, uh, so, we so yeah, I think I think George Kittle's uh prime for a big, big game, um because everyone is going to key in on um Christian McCaffrey and there are gonna be throws that need to be made in this game. They're not gonna be able to run the football every single time. But yeah, I think I think Christian McCaffrey I mean think I'm sorry. I think George Kittle is uh, due for a big game.
2: Look, you're right. This is not we can't legally gamble. We have ads currently that are running that are letting people know that, you know, you got to vote to change that here in Alabama. But one thing we talked about in terms of betting lines was Reba. She's singing the national anthem and they got the odds on what color her boots are. Me personally, plus 500 white boots. You're telling me she's not going to have a red, white and blue top on Jason. Can you get can you get behind me on that one?
1: Hey, that sounds like a great bet. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of bets that I really can't wrap my head around. You know, betting itself on the game is is one thing, but you know, the Gatorade um, color right. and and other things. It's takes a it takes a special person to to want to jump in on those things. But I think white is a that, that's a fair one. I think I, I think actually, you know what? That's actually probably much better odds than what they're giving.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. And you know, the over unders on the prop bets, you anything. It's possible, but one thing that we know for sure, Christian McCaffrey, he's going to give it his best, and he's one of the most dominant players in the NFL. And, of course, being the offensive player of the year in the NFL, what can the Chiefs devise to slow him down? And I know that Purdy, he loves to share the football. Will four or five or six wide receivers or players touch the football for the 49ers?
1: Well, the Chiefs have really struggled, um, you know, stopping the run. And, you know, obviously you can look at the Baltimore game, the AFC Championship, and say, hey, they, they you know, slowed it down. But I would like to think that the Ravens just gave up on the run. I really – I don't have an explanation for it. Um, I, I guarantee you that you'll see the box flooded a little bit, and it's going to be up to the 49ers to say, well, it's flooded. We don't want to take a chance. Or, hey, we're still going to run the football. And I think that's kind of what uh, got the Ravens away from the thing that made them so successful was – is, yeah, you see all of those linebackers, you see those safeties creeping up, but why are you not sticking with what got you here, right? And you still have to be able to do those types of things. So, you know, if you want to try to play that game where, you know, you want to flood the box and everything and you want to keep everybody up and, you know, you want to stop Christian McCaffrey, fine, but you're going to leave yourself one-on-one outside with Debo Samuel, Brandon you George Kittle, and, you know, Brock Purdy's shown that he's not afraid to throw the football down the field. so. It's it's gonna be the chess match. I think that's gonna be the most important part because I doubt that Steve Spagnuolo is just gonna say, "Hey, let them run." You know, like no, he's gonna definitely try to to stop the run. Um, but do you have the do you have the guys to stop the run? Like, do you have the players? So you know, it's gonna be very interesting how this plays out between Shanahan and Spagnola.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, in Spags, we trust T-shirts being passed out after the Baltimore Ravens win there, and I know that it's a game that is a rematch. And anytime you do have a rematch, you have an opportunity to, to even it up. What do you think the, the 49ers legacy will be under coach Shanahan? If for some reason he does come up short in this rematch with the chiefs.
1: Um, I think he goes up there with Bill Walsh. Um, he goes in there with George Seifert. I mean, he's already got eight postseason wins. Um, but, he should be credited with turning this team around from where the way he got it in 2017. Um, You know, in 2017, this this team was, you know, very, very, was very, very in a transition period, very much in a transition period. And uh, they built this roster from the ground up. You can look around and say, hey, yeah, you know, they brought in McCaffrey um, and they bring in Trent Williams. Those are outside guys, but you look at everybody else in this roster, drafted Debo Samuel, drafted Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, um, you know, Fred Warner, are like you know, all these guys that they've, they've been able to home grow. Um, it, it puts Shanahan right in that discussion because of how he was able to turn things around.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And part of that as well is, Your general manager, you have John Lynch coming down here. Even though it's preparation for the Super Bowl, he spends a couple of days down here in Mobile evaluating face-to-face a lot of the draftees, the potential draftees for the 49ers. That's huge as well. If there's a position of need for San Francisco moving forward, where do you think that is?
1: Um, I would think it's realistically, um, you know, you can never have too much edge. You can never have too much protection. And I think it's going to boil down to offensive line. You know, Trent Williams is still the best in the league, um, but at some point it can't go on. Right. And then right tackle is something that they have to address, which they've tried to go by with Cole, uh Cole So I would say offensive line more than anything. I think uh, they've, they've addressed everything else that they kind of have been able to get by. on, But, you know, for the first time, you know, no matter what happens on Sunday, the 49ers have a first-round pick for the first time in a long time. Um, While their stalwart players haven't exactly been um, first-rounders, right, like George Kittle's a late-round guy, so is Fred Warner, Um, you still want to take shots on those guys in the first round. And I think it would be offensive that you're probably looking at first
0: yeah I agree with you there. thats That's always a point of need, but it's a it's a deep draft in this situation. And we all know about South Alabama's zone. Every time we talk to you, we talk about Darrell Luter Jr. And we'll, hopefully we'll see him on special teams make a play or two. He's one of our our local guys. Kansas City has three mobile Alabama guys that have ties to it, not just South Alabama, but Darrell scheduled to play some special teams in the Super Bowl?
1: Yes, most likely. Uh, it, it sounds like everything else is pretty much set. You know, Diamond Eleanor, Ambry Thomas, um, Mooney Ward. Um, but, yeah, Darrell's going to have a shot uh, on kickoff returns and uh, with uh, punt coverage as well, too. So, you know, on this team, you always have to stay ready. You never know what can happen with injuries, things like that. So you want to stay ready. But you have to contribute one way or another when your number's called. And no matter what that is, um, you're, you're going to have to contribute. And it's it, it just – it just buys into the the whole mentality that this team has been trying to push in terms of culture and everyone playing for each other. It may not be your time now, but it will be soon, and you have to show what type of person that you are when your number is called no matter what the situation.
0: Usher, is there a favorite song that you have to hear in the halftime show? You know, I
1: mean, I don't want to be one of those guys, but I unfortunately don't like mainstream Usher songs. My favorite Usher songs are the songs that are not like the bigger ones. Um, so, I fear that my favorite song, Superstar or Throwback, those songs, they're they're probably not going to get played. But I I was on the plane today on my way to San Francisco because I'm hosting a a draft party, I mean, a draft party, a watch party for the Super Bowl, and I, I found myself listening to nothing but usher. So I'm really, really excited, but yeah, I fear that my favorite usher songs are the songs that aren't exactly the ones that everybody knows. And that's not me trying to be cool. It's just the type of guy that I am in terms of like his catalog and how much I celebrate him.
0: Love it. And final score prediction for the chiefs and 49ers. Yeah. 49ers
1: 28 uh, chiefs 24. I, I think this is the first time that we've seen a flip for the chiefs uh, where their defense is exactly is, is actually better than their offense. So, you know, we kind of know their offense is like a one-play-away uh, type, type of team. And for everything that they say about Brock Freddie being dink and dunk, it's actually Patrick Mahomes and his offense that will dink and dunk you to death uh, before they get into the red zone and then it turns into backyard football and uh, Travis Kelsey and him. But, uh, you know, he's got a great defense, and I expect them to, to make plays. But the 49ers ultimately play keep away enough, and they run the ball enough, 28-24, uh, 49ers, and they hoist the six.
0: 28 24 Niners, Jason Aponte, Niners Nation Sprint Right Option Podcast. Win or lose, we'll definitely catch up with you again on Monday to give us that full evaluation of not only Usher's halftime performance, not only Reba McIntyre's national anthem, but also a chance to see that Lombardi trophy either hoisted. By your 49ers or taken away again by the Chiefs? How can people follow you, Jason?
1: Uh, they can find me on X or Twitter, whatever it is that the kids are calling it, uh, Jason Aponte 2103. Um, I write every single day on Niners Nation and uh, and on YouTube, uh, Jason Aponte, where you can find all my content.
0: Jason, appreciate you so much, and we'll catch up with you again on Monday. Thank you, guys. Have a great one. You got it. Jason Aponte, Niners Nation, Sprint Right Option Podcast, 2824. His prediction there for his 49ers the final drive. Corey LeBounty and Nick Wiggins will be right back. Hi, this is
1: Jake Peavy MLB pitcher and Mobile, Alabama native. You're listening to one oh five point
2: five WNSP.
0: My money is we're going to hear that song in the Super Bowl along with Alicia Keys performing with Usher at halftime and looking forward to that halftime performance. Don't know if it'll be one of the greatest of all times, but I know Usher already headlining in Vegas. What is the greatest of all time? Man, Michael Jackson and Prince. Though those two Prince, Purple Rain in the Rain. Man, no question. Michael Michael Jackson and Prince are, are two of the greatest Super Bowl halftime shows ever and our next guest hopes that at halftime the game will be well in hand for the Kansas City Chiefs as Jordan Foote joins us Arrowhead Report there Kansas City they are underdogs one and a half point underdogs according to Vegas going in Jordan welcome to the final drive what are your thoughts about that? Yeah,
3: it's crazy, man, and you see the, the stats coming out all week about how Patrick Mahomes is, what, 9-3 and three straight up as the underdog, and 11-1-1 one one against the spread, and they got Andy Reid coming off a of bye week, and all that good stuff, so I know that um, throughout the year here, as I've come on, I've been critical of the Chiefs' chances of getting to this game, but... After picking Buffalo by one point when they were underdogs, um, them being the Chiefs, and then picking against them again, against Baltimore by one point when they were an underdog, I got to roll with them. So I know that we're eventually going to get to a score prediction itself probably at the end, but um, it's pretty crazy. And I think I I finally need to to jump back on and pick the Chiefs in this one.
0: Well, I will say this, Jordan, I I know that being from Mobile, Alabama, hashtag two, five, one. Anytime I get a chance to brag on the port city of Mobile, Alabama, I'm going to do so. The chief roster <laughs> is littered with Mobile, Alabama natives. And one of those being the infamous Kadarius, Tony, what a fall from grace we've seen from him within a year's time. Hopefully he can bounce back on Sunday, but also Neil Farrell and Lamichael Piran all from the port city and hopefully P. Ryan on special teams could be a contributor or maybe in a situation to where his number's called and he's going to be ready. And Kadarius, you never know what you're going to get from him. And then, of course, Farrell being that third down type of run plugger there for the Chiefs.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, and Farrell, I really thought when they traded for him that he was going to play a, a significant role on defense. Luckily for him, I, I guess, unfortunately, this year. Um, it hasn't really developed, but the chiefs only have one defensive tackle under contract next season, and it's Neil Farrell. So (laughs) unless they really get moving and shaking on that front, um, he's going to get a role. And then P Ryan has always been solid, done great stuff in the preseason. One of the first guys up, if they ever need somebody, um, Clyde Ebert, the was dealing with an illness this week. He participated fully in practice. He should play, but Jarek McKinnon. They designated him to return from injured reserve, limited all week in practice. They're making him questionable. I'd be really surprised if he did play. So if it comes down to a decision between, you know, P. Ryan and Deneric Prince, I think uh, P. Ryan probably has that
2: edge. Jordan, I feel like everyone that I talk to about this game, they always say, you know, the Niners roster is better. Their Their defense is so good. They've got all these skill guys, but then it's just – Ah, but you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Is it really that simple? Is Patrick Mahomes just this one person enough to move the entire needle?
3: Yeah, man, it's pretty close. Like, you you look at this matchup, and the Chiefs in the playoffs, and this is something that I've struggled with, and it's kind of the reason why my last two picks have blown up in my face. The Chiefs in the playoffs have not been the Chiefs of the regular season. They have leaned into the type of run game and the amount of run game that – They needed to, they've leaned into the passing scheme that they needed to. They've cut down on some of those mistakes. The defense has still been great. So you're getting in the regular season when they played really good teams, everyone said, well, they're close, but they just aren't good enough this year. That margin has been closed. Now the Chiefs are good enough. Obviously they got to the big game. Um, There's different areas of San Fran's defense that I think the Chiefs can exploit but also man San Fran's a damn good team and we'll we'll peel back the matchup itself but I think they absolutely have a shot so it's not just Patrick Mahomes but I do think that um, this Chiefs team over the past few weeks has shown that they're definitely uh, deserving to be in this spot
2: is this the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has ever had
3: oh yeah not even close like it's not to say that he's had bad defenses every year per se but um, last season just not absolutely fantastic um, until down the stretch. They really gelled together. So here's their defensive ranks um, in the Patrick Mahomes era. Back in 2018, let's just do points. So they went 24th, 7th, 10th, 8th, 16th, and 2nd. And really, the ones that were close to the middle or in the middle, they all improved in the second half of the season. So come playoff time, his defenses have been a lot better than when they started the year this one was just always good. It started the year very well. Mid-season, still fantastic. Lost some guys at the end of the year, still putting up numbers and still stopping other teams from doing so. So I think really it's kind of reminiscent of those later New England Patriot Tom Brady years where not the most fantastic offensive line, not the best assortment of skill position guys, a few players kind of aging, but you play the boring brand of football You take care of your own business. You don't turn the ball over. You don't commit penalties. And you lean on the head coach. You lean on the defense. And you hope that you get lucky. And right now, that formula is working for the Chiefs.
2: You talk about their defense. And we know the Niners' offense is so electric. So what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object?
3: Man, the San Fran, like, you look at their roster again. You mentioned earlier they have the most talent. So I'll just look from the Chiefs' perspective I'm not sure the Niners' defense is that crazy. I, I'm going to be honest. Now the offense obviously is its own kind of ball of yarn there, but you have Chase Young, Javon Hargrave is great, Jerry Greenlaw and Fred Warner are great, Charvarius Ward is awesome. Like they have really good players, but they're 25th in EPA against the run. They allow a lot of explosive rushes. They don't blitz very often. They matched 12 and 13 personnel by staying in their base packages. A couple numbers that I found interesting while I was kind of digging into the matchup this week 40% of the passes the San Fran defense faced uh, up to this point, those were either short left or short right. And they were middle of the pack or worse in both of them. They also struggled behind the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And the Chiefs have Travis Kelsey that can get isolated and get some screens. They have. Rasheed Rice, who that's been his main kind of forte this year, his bread and butter, those short passes. The Chiefs are not this vertical team. They're more of a horizontal one. So uh, defensively, San Fran doesn't scare me too much. Now, the flip side of that, offensively, they're insane. Christian McCaffrey, one-man wrecking crew. Brock Purdy deserves more credit, I think, than he's gotten from a lot of people. Um, This season, they have Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuels, great. What it comes down to for me on both sides, and this isn't what a lot of people are going to want to hear because it's not fun in the modern NFL, but it's running the football. Um, San Fran, fantastic zone running team. The Chiefs, one of the three or four worst in the NFL at uh, defending those zone runs the offensive line for San Fran is great whoever can move the ball effectively on the ground and keep the clock running and keep the other offense off the field it's going to be an old-fashioned style of game and I think whoever can do that better is going to end up winning it
0: want to talk about Andy Reid I know you had an article this weekend The Arrowhead Report, you can't help but to be asked the question whether Andy Reid would consider retirement if his Chiefs won it. I know that kind of people here in the state of Alabama – and really, across college football world, we're, we're kind of shocked when Nick Saban didn't win it. People took for granted that he was going to be coming back when the 12-team college football playoffs expands next year. Andy Reid, if the Chiefs win it, do you feel like he'll leave? If they don't, if they don't win it, do you feel like he'll continue to be back and want more and more?
3: Yeah, I think I'm um, I'm pretty confident, like 95% confident in. Either way, he's going to be back. I think Andy Reid has a good two, three, four years left in him. I don't think he's going to finish this decade as the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. But if they win this one, I absolutely think he comes back. If they lose, the the flip side is Andy Reid is so competitive. I don't think he goes out that way. So, you know, if they win this one and then they have a couple down years and then they win one, let's say, in... I don't know, 2027, 20, that would be an appropriate time. I think with good health, which Andy Reid has continued to, you know, stay neutral pretty much on that. He still loves it just as much. He's always in the building. The, the edge is still there. The mental acuity is still there. He has one of the youngest defenses in the NFL on the other side. Mahomes is in his prime. So obviously we know that Patrick Mahomes is going to outlast guys like Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid. Um but I do think that both of those guys will be back for the twenty twenty four season and then probably a couple more after that.
0: One of the biggest things that people always look at is the injury report. And I I don't know if this I mistakenly heard this or what, but did the Chiefs get into a, a little scuffle with one another and from far from a competition <laughs> mode and rice? gets injured in on this and hurts his ankle in, in the middle of this scuffle. Did, did I hear that? Right?
3: No. So I, I did look into that and they're two separate things. Luckily, um, they, they had the chippy practice on Wednesday um, where they were out there in full pads, man, like the chiefs. I don't know what's gotten into them, but they've treated this like the business trip of all business trips. They just want to get this game over with. And let the chips fall where they may. So Wednesday was when things were getting a little bit chippy in the trenches. Yesterday, uh, meaning Thursday, Rice just got stepped on a little bit. And the the pool report from practice said that he kind of jogged off a little bit. He wasn't limping. He got a little bit of treatment. Um, the reason that they said ankles, meaning more than one, um, is that he already had a little bit of a, a thing he was getting treatment for. So they had to list both ankles as an injury. He fully participated in practice on Friday. Um, And I think he'll be good to go. So, kind of just a little mix up on Wednesday with people being fired up and then a kind of freak incident on Thursday.
0: All right. Want to get that final score prediction for you here. We had a 49ers guy on earlier. He predicted
2: 28 24 49ers. Want to get your final score prediction for those And we're getting both of you guys back on Monday. So, I'm sure one of you guys are going to be in a good mood and one of you guys (laughs) will be a little more somber. But who's going to be more accurate oh, yeah. on that prediction? So let's hear it.
3: It's incredibly tough because man, San Fran is so good. They have so many good pieces. I like Purdy. Shanahan is a fantastic coach. I just it's hard to bet as the guy who picked against them two weeks in a row. Well, no dumb.
2: hang on. Now shouldn't you pick against Go them ahead. again if that's kind of what's working? Shouldn't you bet against them so that I, they win? I don't know. It, Yeah, either way, you know,
3: the the angry Chiefs fans are going to tap in to see what the analysis is The happy Chiefs fans. So for them, I'm like, I want them to be happy and, you know, a a parade coverage would be fun. But in my heart of hearts, I think it's going to be 27-21 Chiefs. So a six-point win, maybe Kadarius Tony plays and is on special teams. I don't think that um, he's going to get much of an offensive role, but the Chiefs have left that door open. So... Someone makes a big play that that kind of is the swing there, and uh, Mahomes, I guess, is going to end up with ring number three. That's my prediction.
0: Absolutely love the fact that you're going to hold on to that, and we hope here in Mobile from Kadari's standpoint that not only does he win his second Super Bowl ring, that he's a big a factor as he was a year ago and has a great and outstanding game. And, Jordan, if people want to follow all of your outstanding Arrowhead report, of the Kansas City Chiefs in Super Bowl 58, how can they do so?
3: All over, Arrowhead Report, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Lots of articles up right now at footnoted, F-O-O-T-E, noted on um, Twitter. Bunch of stuff out there, a bunch of coverage, obviously, coming over the weekend. And I hope you guys uh, manage to enjoy the game, and we'll talk about it on Monday.
0: Absolutely. You looking forward to the halftime performance?
3: I'm looking forward to, I want to know which songs he's going to play. I there have a don't. decent read on a couple, but I feel like he's going to surprise some people. And didn't he just drop an album last night? Did yeah, that he
0: grind. did. He did. He did. So big brain move for sure. Absolutely. And, and, <laughs> and we'll
3: talk about that compilation with
0: you on Monday as we'll have you in to give a review on the Kansas City Chiefs and 49ers and Super Bowl What 58? colors the
3: Gatorade? It's going to be orange, and I appreciate you guys having me on. You <laughs> right, got man. it. Have a good one.
0: Jordan Foote joining us from the Arrowhead Report. We'll be right back with our predictions, over, under, maybe, on Super Bowl 58 right here on the Final Drive.
1: This is CJ Mosley, inside linebacker, and you listen to the Sports Station, WNSP 105.5.